The poultry industry recently has been faced with the need of producing uh, chickens with no chickens and turkeys and other types of poultry uh, with no antibiotics, basically due to uh, public demand and requirements of various markets that now would want to have chickens with no antibiotics. The majority of the antibiotics produced go to be used in livestock and over 60% of everything produced uh, is used uh, for this purpose. They were used several different ways. One way to be used as a growth promotant that was a very popular use in poultry. Uh, the use of antibiotics would impact the microbiome and uh, the, this microbiome would shift to favor performance. And uh, it will also promote the improved utilization of nutrients by the, uh, the host and uh, probably an overall decrease of uh, bacteria in the intestine. Uh, again, uh, the need for antibiotic-free uh, poultry meat comes from general public perception of what antibiotics mean in poultry production. Although any use of antibiotics need to take into account withdrawal period, which means every chicken will be every chicken meat or every poultry meat uh, will be free of antibiotics at the time of processing, there's still a general perception of the public for not wanting antibiotics used. Uh, that would meet, again, uh, public demand. And that would satisfy also a concern for antibiotic resistance. There's three uh, basic mechanisms how bacteria can acquire antibiotic resistance. And uh, since this is always a possibility, uh, this probably general perception from the scientific part will come from that uh, possibility of uh, multi uh, drug-resistant uh, bacteria could pass this resistant to other bacteria that were not. If we look at the, the decrease in the use of antibiotics, that has been followed by a decrease in the incidence of resistance for a variety of different bacteria. This uh, move to go antibiotic-free uh, probably started from uh, the fast food industry, where little by little, uh, probably starting in the early 2000, uh, different companies expressed their desire for having antibiotic-free products from poultry, uh, both meat and eggs. Uh, then later, there was FDA guidance uh, for non-medically important um, antibiotics or ionophore, uh, ionophores would be in this group, uh, to the medically important ones that are no longer usable in poultry. The decrease on this has been sharp over the years. This guidance has been in place. If we look at what the labeling says, initially, uh, it was a very modest start, um, uh, starting in 2014, about only 3% of the chickens sold in the United States had any mention for antibiotic-free. For now, in 2020, more than 50% of them were labeled that way. So it's become a, a real market demand. 
If we look at uh, what antibiotic-free means to poultry production, uh, that means that there will be there's always a number of factors that influence poultry production, and all these factors will remain under antibiotic-free. But what this means is that this will call for a general uh, upgrade of all practices that we do in the industry, starting from probably from the pullets, uh, continuing all the way to processing and how the products go to the market. Uh, if we think of the breeders, uh, like in any other poultry production, we rely heavily on vaccination or health uh, and uh, the nutrition and the quality of the feed, because that would impact directly breeder performance. And uh, the industry is always in the need of cleaner eggs, cleaner uh, hatching eggs. Of course, the management will have a tremendous impact on everything we do in terms of having cleaner eggs available for the hatcheries. If we look at what this antibiotic free is doing to poultry production, it's probably a general upgrade. This upgrade includes from the preparation of the house to the different, the control of the usual uh, health issues like coccidia, for example, to just doing normal uh, husbandry practices like brooding, uh, lighting, ventilation, and overall uh, management in a poultry house. These all will have to come to probably receive a more attention and to needing an upgrade in order to satisfy birds that are grown with no antibiotics. If we think of uh, what feed will do in this picture, uh, starting from the nutrition side, um, feed is the vehicle for contamination of bacterial and viral nature. Uh, there's multiple evidences of salmonella infection coming through feed. Mycotoxin uh, uh, problems in feed are also well known. Uh, e. coli, Clostridia, Campylobacter, a number of other bacteria, and viruses like avian influenza, uh, adenovirus, Newcastle disease can also come through feed. So when we talk about feed, we think would the microbial loads will make a difference. In any biosecurity chart, normally we will start with biosecurity in the sources of feed, continuing into pullets and then all the way into the end consumer. What happens normally is that feed is not always part of this biosecurity plan, so it's always a potential source of pathogens that will come into the production cycle otherwise. If we think of all the testing that is placed every step on the way, we take samples from feed and the raw materials that go into feed because the basis of good quality feed is the good quality raw materials. Then in all the production cycle from the pullets to the broiler or the layer farms, we rely on environmental sampling uh, like drag swaps or uh, boot swaps. 
we have we sampled the hatchery several different ways from the air to the fluff to the hatching trays to the general environment and then at processing of course carcass rinsing will be the result of all the efforts that we do to prevent pathogens especially salmonella to come into the final product from the feed standpoint uh, also in from different aspects of quality uh, ingredients and finished feed are tested if we think of uh, protein sources like soybean meal uh, they are they have high protein level and make a fantastic substrate for infections to happen for bacterial infections or even mold infections to happen fat will be also rancid fat produces free radicals that are toxic to chickens that would impact performance corn also is known for harboring normally molds but it can also harbor bacteria like salmonella and then meat and bone meal probably prefer a substrate for a lot of the infections that come through feed to reach production especially uh, through salmonella infections uh, if we think in the past uh, the feed was a vehicle to carry antibiotics into poultry now that antibiotics are not used then the feed is still the vehicle to carry solutions or interventions to improve production under the premise of no antibiotics or judicious use of antibiotics if we think on what is available to control these infections coming through feed there's a number of different interventions that are delivered to poultry through feed uh, essential oils are very well known uh, there's feed sanitizers that are used to decrease microbial loads in the feed probiotics there's vaccines that can also be delivered through feed organic acids and phytochemicals are widely used the aim of all these products is to promote intestinal health through intestinal balance which is basically the balance of the bacterial community the microbial community that lives in the intestine known as the microbiome if there's a microbiome imbalance uh, you you'll be able to see it in the uh, poultry house probably looking at the droppings would be your first indication that something is happening with the uh, that micro the balance of that microbiota so if we think we would like to do interventions in feed to control microbial loads how could how could that possibly help in uh, commercial poultry there's some basic function functions that feed sanitation can bring uh, one would be health uh, improvement in health and performance in broiler breeders in broilers uh, help balancing the microbiome or help the uh, creating new microbiome profiles and also uh, control of some known bacteria like salmonella in feed if we look at some of these experiences the chart in the center shows uh, what happened with the mortality uh, cumulative mortality between 25 and 65 weeks of age in broiler breeders the darker line shows the the birds that consume sanitized feed 
And the lighter line uh, is the, bird, the birds that consume untreated uh, feed. There is, uh, I think the curves are self-explanatory. The mortality was lower in the birds that consume treated feed. If we look on the right, uh, the bars show the microbial load in the feed, in the upper chart, and then in the eggshell. So these birds had lower mortality uh, and also laid cleaner eggs. If we think of rollers, uh, this set of bars in this chart show this is a, a necrotic enteritis challenge model and the bars show on the left the body weights and on the right the feed conversion on the necrotic enteritis challenge. The right uh, two columns have uh, two different sanitation interventions uh, from day 0 to 17 to, days, to day 28. And we can see on the left that the birds that consume sanitized feed had better body weights than the challenge control that consume a feed without treatment. And on the right, also the last two columns on the right of every set had better feed conversion or lower feed conversion than the ones that didn't consume uh, sanitized feed. So, Another experiences are in uh, layers, commercial layers. This is a Salmonella enteritis challenge model where the birds were challenged in the feed for seven days. And then samples were, sickle samples were collected from four to 28 weeks of age. We can see a trend where the controls that didn't receive uh, medicated feed shows some salmonella, more salmonella infections than the treated ones. Uh, all the way to 28 weeks when, even though it was only one bird, it showed that it was, there was salmonella infection in the birds that didn't consume treated feed or in reverse feed sanitation could limit the vertical transmission of salmonella from or the potential transmission salmonella from the hens uh, to the eggs. This is also another aspect of the same study in commercial layers and these two curves show the egg production. The blue is the treated feed, the red is the untreated control. In every case the birds that consume treated feed produce more eggs than the untreated control. This is probably some of the most interesting findings in, in all this process. This is a microbiome analysis, and this is the beta diversity within the microbiome analysis. It shows the, the, the two groups were in red, the control, and in blue, the, treated, the birds that consume treated feed. What this is showing is that the microbiome in the two groups was fundamentally different. The families of bacteria that were found in the red dots is different from the one in the blue dots. That suggests that if you lower the initial bacterial load, the bird will be able to develop a different microbiome or different microbiome makeup. Uh, some work published by other researchers have shown that certain microbiome makeup is related with better immune responses. 
It wasn't the case here, but it's, it's an indication that if you do feed sanitation and you decrease the bacterial load in the feed that the birds consume, that give the birds the opportunity to develop a different uh, microbiome makeup than if they were not consuming any sanitized feed. Uh, this is, again, a separate study done in broilers. Uh, this is a different uh, study where a group of seeders were placed with susceptible uh, birds to salmonella at day of age. Uh, six seeders were uh, placed in groups of 30 birds, where 24 were naive, um, uninfected birds. And what these lines show is the rate of horizontal transmission on the left on the crop, on the right on the Zika. And we can see uh, the top line is the positive control. The lower lighter line is the salmonella prevalence in the birds that consume treated feed. In both cases, for the crop and for the Zika, there was a significant decrease of salmonella prevalence in the birds that consume treated feed. So, antibiotic-free production continues to be a challenge. Uh, is, it is uh, like regular production, even when antibiotics were in place. Uh, there's multiple aspects of management that and health and nutrition that would impact uh, poultry production. Um, however, probably a note to make again is that antibiotic-free calls for an upgrade in all these processes because in the absence of antibiotics, we don't have the opportunity to shift the microbiome in the intestine just with one treatment. It, it would be the combination of several different treatments that produce that shift that will favor poultry production. In summary, the success of the industry under the antibiotic-free premise is multifaceted. It will have to do, again, with health, nutrition, and management. It demands an improved, improved practices in all aspects of production. A better understanding on the development of the microbiome and the modulation or the influence of the various interventions on the microbiome and what those changes mean to the immunity or the health or the performance of the bird, they need to be better understood. Some of the early indications suggest that feed sanitation could work in conjunction with the use of probiotics, because if you decrease the overall microbial load, your, microbi your uh, probiotic will probably have a better chance to succeed. The decreased microbial loads uh, or decreasing microbial loads in the feed has proven to improve breeder mortality, uh, improve chick quality, uh, improve broiler performance under a necrotic enteritis challenge, and also help with the prevalence of salmonella in both layers and broilers. It's also uh, an indication, these studies uh, brought an indication that the feed sanitation in lowering microbial loads in feed can produce changes in the makeup of the microbiome in the intestinal microbiome of the birds. <laughs>